106.3 FM. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon, back with you on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3. On the FM dial is Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, with you as we return here to local sports programming for the next couple of hours. And appreciate you spending some of your morning here with uh, with us. BMW of Des Moines guest looks, looks like this, and we are all over the map on a Tuesday. I like these days. Going to cover a little bit of everything. We're going to start with our friend Gary Rima, who we haven't spoken with in a long time. Last summer? Is that when it's been? You know what? Let me check my text messages to see the last time. It might have been, Trent. Because, of course, we didn't talk to him during the fall because there was no UNI football this fall. I don't think we talked to him at all leading up to the basketball season, though UNI, of course, had big-time expectations coming Mm -hmm. into the year with A.J. Green. Mm -hmm. It was football, and there was so much football stacked there at the end. I don't think we got to Gary then. March. Wow. Last year, 2000, yeah, almost March a 25th, year. Almost a year. Anyways, he's been, he's with us today for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of them uh, is going to take place on Friday nights, the Jack Rabbits. It's the Panthers. Uh, it's a seven o'clock kickoff, and we're going to talk a little bit of football. I brushed up on the, on the, uh, pa- as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, they split with the Jack Rabbits in 2000. Is that been played since 2019? That's so uh, weird, isn't they, it? Yeah, they beat them in the playoffs. They lost the regular season affair and then and then knocked them out in the playoffs before I don't remember who they got beat by in the next round. Uh, but anyways, we're going to talk football, college football at 1025 and basketball. We'll pick Gary's brain on the Valley. Look forward to catching up with the voice of the Panthers, Gary Rima at 1025. Then it's time for our bracketologist. That's Shelby Mast. He's Gannett's bracket. Bracketologist, USA Today, Des Moines Register, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Shelby will join us. We will pick his uh, college basketball brackets mind at 1045-ish, 11.05. Complete reversal. We are going to talk baseball, warm things up a little bit. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. Love it. I do, too. Um didn't I see your twins make a move yesterday? Or maybe they lost some. No, they, you know they signed Matt Shoemaker, pitcher. Uh, he was with... The Angels, and he got hurt. Yeah. Then he was with the Blue Jays. He pitched a game or two, and then he got hurt. Um, so one of those. Yeah, but you know what, Trent? I th- if I think that this is a guy that's going to come cheap, mm-hmm. and I think that as the season goes on, look, his uh, track record recently is he doesn't he can't make a, a bunch of starts. Um, but I think for a five starter, I think that uh, he'll he will. Um, be just what the doctor ordered for the Twins. We'll see. Uh, so we'll talk baseball. Looking forward to speak, uh, talking baseball with our friend Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. And then Zuba Mahente uh, comes in here, and it's a potpourri. We go around the world of sports with our friend ESPN Radio's Zubin Mahente. Kind of a quiet night in sports last night. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Settled in to watch what I thought was going to be a pretty good ACC tilt. Yes. Admittedly. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of the ACC outside of you know Duke, North Carolina. Watch, tried to watch that a couple of Saturdays ago, and it was uh, as bad as we thought it was going to be. But it's just uh, um, 
It's just not a conference, at least I don't pay a ton of attention to during the regular season. But coming out of it, I think we did learn that A, Virginia uh, doesn't deserve the ranking that they had going into it, and neither does Florida State because they were cheated. Uh, (laughs) This, to me, looks like they might be the best team uh, in the ACC as they spanked Bennett's squad last night. I mean, it was 40-20. to It was a 20-point game all night. What did it end? 19, 20, 21, something in that range. Um, Somebody handed out a winner on that one last uh, yesterday. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, be listening to 11.50. Maybe I got another one for you today. Jeez. That's going to become appointment radio, wow. the role you're on. Too bad you didn't start with the uh, Utah Jazz. Speaking of roles, you see what they're on? 18-1-1 <laughs> yes. in their last 20 against the spread. That's a good way to pad the bankroll, just Jeez. blindly following them. They've been good. And good last night was Florida State. I really enjoy watching this team when they're playing well. Yeah, But I've also seen the other side of them. And when they're not shooting it, they are ugly to watch. Are they? They are. This is kind of the prototypical Len- Leonard Hamilton mm-hmm. team. He's got some. He's got depth. Always yes. does. Always a lot of guys. Yeah. And it feels like of the 10, 11 that he likes to play, like eight of them are between 6'7 and 6'9. Mm-hmm. It's just the length of this yeah. team. And Barnes, that freshman, he's going to be really yes, good. He, is he a one and dunner? I, I don't know uh, at that level, but yeah. you're right. He looked really, really good last night, and his numbers have been really good this year. This is the perfect embodiment of his team. But Virginia came in playing really well, and I've seen Virginia a little bit. They are not the elite level defensively. We saw the national championship team, the last national champion. How weird is that? Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I mean it feels like forever it ago does. <laughs> when I was, was up in Minneapolis for the Final Four. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, two years ago, the last wow. national champion. That team was at an elite level defensively. This team is not that good. They also have the issues that you normally mm-hmm. see from a Virginia team offensively. But this goes in maybe hand-in-hand hand with both the local perspective of Iowa and Drake. Wherever Drake is seated, they're, let's say they are an NCAA tournament team. An eight, in the 8-9 game or all the way through a 12 seed, whatever it turns out to be. Is there anybody in that, if you're a 12, a 13, 11, in that 4-6 to six seed range, oh boy, that's a terrible matchup right, for Drake. Yeah. I, I really don't think so. Because so many of these teams have so many warts uh-huh. in college basketball yep. this year. Yes, there are, of course, matchups that are going to dictate more difficult than others, but that goes from the Iowa perspective. Is there anybody that scares you until you get to a Sweet 16? You can also lose to all these teams, and, uh-huh. and I think... That's what's going to be incredibly wild about this year's tournament. Are we on our way to, short of Baylor and Gonzaga, this is going to be just carnage everywhere? Well, that's a, that, I'm glad you went down that path because um, I'm not sure uh, in anticipation of uh, writing the, my portion of the script for our mm-hmm. Mediacom show, um, which we will tape tomorrow, I, I found a prop at William Hill, and it's Baylor and Gonzaga – Combine they're plus one hundred five. The field minus a buck and a quarter. Oh, and man. I'm, I mean, it just seems to. I think and plus money, right? You get you, and you get both of them, and you get both Baylor and and it's a William Hill. You can buy it better right now. Um, so I'm trying to find those Florida states of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously the country saw that last night. Um, I'm gonna guess that price changed after last right. night. A, a Michigan, an Ohio State. Uh, you know, can Huggins' team catch fire? Mm-hmm. You know, trying to find the, those those teams that you. I mean, it's just I don't know. The team that I like, I've told you about him before, is USC. Uh-huh. And they, I haven't seen him. That's my problem. The Mobley kid, their center, is so good. Mm-hmm. He is, he's huge. 
His footwork's incredible. You've seen a lot of Dickinson. Imagine a more athletic Dickinson. Yeah, that, that's what you to. get. Michigan with Evan fans Mobley. would love to as well. <laughs> yeah. Look, Dickinson's a really nice player, but he's stiff. The, the, mm-hmm. the athleticism is just not there with him. Um, but so if this kid is 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 Dickinson plus athleticism, yes, I, I get where you're coming from. And a lot of people think he might be the number one pick. Another team I'm interested to see. Speaking of the ACC, you saw the story last night of Duke and and uh, the Johnson yep, kid, yep, Jalen Johnson, yep. opting out. He's been a headache. He's been a pain in Has Kay's he? butt. He was injured, and I put injured in quote because <laughs> I saw Jeff Goodman question the actual injury uh-huh. back in December as he sat out three games and a couple other national commentators. Goodman was the biggest that I saw say, sure, he's really injured. Hmm. But he got national guys asking that, that no K, no that Duke program. Yeah, it's probably yeah. I don't want to take don't want to take a shot at Drake. That would be perceived if or Drake at Duke rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know, this leads me to. Um, so, what if he would have sat out this year? Could you gone? To, you you can go right to the draft, right? You're one year removed from high school, even though he didn't play. Mm-hmm. You could you could still go. Right. That's like the guys that have gone, gone to Europe yeah. or the, the NBA, Australia the, recently, yep. and and now we have the guys that are going to the G League uh-huh. and, and playing. Through that one, so yeah, he could have done that. He wanted to go to Duke, and it has not worked well. well. He put the picture on, got the picture in the team photo, and um, look, it's it's a bad year at Duke. It is, but they're eight and eight. They got a lot of work to do. To Does get... Shelby Mast have them in the tournament? If you, oh, did you I look don't think it? so. Shelby's got Drake as a ten. As a ten, yeah. All right, Iowa in their four spot. They have six scheduled games right now remaining. Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Virginia, tough one, but that's at home. Syracuse, Louisville, all those at home in a row. And they finish up on the road at Georgia Tech and Carolina. Four and two puts them at 12 and 10 going into the ACC tournament. Still work. But if you're looking to pump up that first four and now the Thursday, put, would they put the Dukies in the first no, four? You can't do that. Yes. Yes. They're playing their way into being 11 seed, a 12 seed. What would you rather have? NC State? Against as a fan against Oregon or Duke against whomever. No, yeah, no, of course you you want the you want the Blue Devils. Yeah, you want Shashevsky. You want you want the not it's not embarrassment, but kind is when you're talking about Duke. Yes, of them being a first. Where does Shelby have them? Others considered for bids. They got to be way down on there, life don't they? support. No longer considered. Uh, I don't even know where he's got. Their them. net is sixty six today. Mm-hmm. They are. One and three against quadrant one, and three and three against quadrant two. So obviously, work to be done. But I don't think it's crazy. You get rid of a headache like this. This happened to Duke, I think, seven years ago when the Suleiman kid quit twenty games into the season. He's got them, by the way, on life support, but in parentheses, but probably dead. Three of six they had lost, and Suleiman quits. They went on to win the national championship. I'm not saying Duke's winning national championship. No. But you can bet right now at DraftKings, can a team get into the tournament? At least I saw that over the weekend. Will a team get into the NCAA tournament? That was one of the futures available. I got to take a gander now. Well, why you? That that's interesting. Uh, Kentucky on that list too. I'm gonna guess that they are. Um, team futures. Michigan State's got to be on that list. Ah, oh, they don't have it up anymore. Uh, to make Final Four. No, they don't have it up anymore. Maybe it was another one of the many apps that I have <laughs> that I found it at over the that weekend. you and your wife have signed up yes, for. Yes, yes. Tara's really good at she these. She loves sports games. She does. That's she, funny. Cindy's the same way. Those props, I mean, and when she hears yeah. about the deal, she's right on it. I I've, I had to pry her away from betting on the horses. Just, oh, really? Yeah. 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 
<laughs> it was going down a dark, ugly path. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, she used her bet 100, get 100. And, uh-huh. Yeah, she had no idea she did. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I will look for that one, though, because that's, I think, a fun one, too, when you're talking about bubble teams. Isn't mm-hmm. that a fun way to bet No, on? I like it. Yeah. I like it. I don't know what the odds are again. I just saw it well, in passing over the weekend. Well, if you find it, incorporate some of that in our script for uh, for tomorrow. That, that's pretty good. Anyways, let's get to the here and now, and we've got a 3 o'clock basketball game today. I yep. love the timing. I well, do. of course you do. Um, <laughs> right? I'm going to guess that all your other work calls were fit- are going to be finished I up. Have, I have a 1, and I have a 2.30. Uh-huh. And, um, Man, I know you well. Yeah, and I've, I, should be, I should be good to go. Anyways, look, when Oklahoma State came to Hilton, Middle of uh, late January, right? It was the first game for Iowa State back off the. Look, look at me trying to build a positive into this game, right. a reason to watch, I, to convince myself maybe. Um, they were coming off their COVID shutdown. Yeah, they didn't have Young, they didn't have Coleman Lance, mm-hmm. um, didn't have Johnson. I don't think so. Bolton played. But their second, third, and fourth leading scores all were in street close. Darling Stone Dubar, who we haven't seen in a few games, played 33 minutes. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Dudley Blackwell played 20, another uh-huh. guy uh-huh. we haven't seen. And Jaden Walker, that was when he finally started to maybe flex his Emerge a little, a little bit? More. Yeah, a little bit more. But the other two freshmen, we haven't seen. No. Which is weird in its own right. But yeah, that aside, it was... A game for a while. Yeah, and then, um, you know, Oklahoma State, they flexed on him a little bit. I remember mm-hmm. coming to work the next day, kind of, um, you know, the hockey in, in me. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just wish that because they're, they're starting to, you know, show you up a little bit. And you never want that, especially on your home floor, home ice. Um, and that's what the, I thought that that's what the Cowboys were doing. So Iowa State's going to go down there, point being, with a full complement of players. Now, you know, just realize Cunningham didn't play in that game. He did not. Right. So that maybe balances things out a little bit, doesn't right. it? Right. Yeah, he's pretty good, Ken. Going to need a 13-2 run a couple of different times, yeah. not just to start the game for Iowa right. State. Going to need a few of those I if he is I forgot about there. Cunningham not playing in that game. Well, anyways, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's ESPN Plus if you've paid the, what is it, five, six bucks a month. I think mm-hmm. it went up. Uh, I think you're grandfathered in for whatever you've paid in the beginning if you signed up. Um, but look, at uh, the clones will have all the guys... Does this mean they're going to put up a fight? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said yesterday, I, I, I look at this team, and this team realizes that their coach is going to get fired at the end of the year. And, um, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of question marks on, on the roster, I think, going forward. And I think that it shows. Honestly, I think they're just playing out the string, and who could blame them? Yeah, in a season like this. And couple that with it, and think of these guys, and maybe this goes hand-in-hand, hand, something I brought up to you yesterday, you know, the good guy nature of Prohm. I also think, and it's it's hard to kill him, even as yeah, bad as they it are. Is. It's hard to kill him because he seems like such right. a good guy. Yeah, and same thing this for this isn't Alford. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that was easy. Right. This isn't look lighter a guy that didn't right. feel like he was trying. Yeah. Right. Is it going well? No, but at least feels like Prom is trying. Wayne Morgan kind of, oh, yes, you know, he seemingly was. Yeah. You know, he'd nod off on the bench, <laughs> middle of games. Yeah. Somebody, somebody elbow Wayne. <laughs> Get him going. Yeah. It's also the component though where. You've talked about now for a few weeks, getting that payoff. Yeah. You want to see it because these. this is not just a normal season. These kids are getting swabbed mm-hmm. in their nose mm-hmm. every single game. Yep. And they're not able to do the normal college things. And they're no. not able to walk around campus as a member of the basketball team or the football team. We're also dealing That's with a perk. the coldest winter in 25 years. Yes. 
and and you're going through that. Just all these different components that these guys are going with. And I think that's also a piece that I know plays in for me. Yeah, you would like to see something come mm-hmm. out because you go into practice every day yep. and you get your swab and you know you can't go out mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, I just want to go and you're 22 years old and I just want to have a beer. Nope, sorry, can't, can't. do that. Can't go to the club, right. can't do any of those things that you would want to do as a young person. Yep. Plus, then you go out on the hardwood, you get clubbed by 20. Every night. Every night. Yeah. That's tough. No, it's it's really tough. No doubt about it. By the way, I didn't mention this the other day. I think this was in Birchie's column, or Birchie tweeted this because he covered the uh, Drake Loyola series this weekend for the Register. Uh, apparently, uh, Coach DeVries thinks they're all coming back. They're all going to take advantage of this oh, free year. Really? Yes. How about that? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you think of the expectations in the pub that would come along with it right. and what a shot that would be uh-huh. for Drake. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, he, he, I'm sure that was Birchie that tweeted that or wrote about it in one of the pieces uh, from the weekend. But uh, Coach DeVries expects them all uh, to take advantage of the free year. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Right. You, you deserve fun? it. Yeah. Nobody's going to hold this against you. You got a scholarship? Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you go far and you win a tournament, you do so with a bunch of, quote, fifth-year seniors or sixth-year seniors, whatever it is, no asterisk this year for that. Have you seen anything as it pertains to scholarship limits in basketball for next year? I've seen football. I have not. Where it expands up to, I think, 95 for the first year. For one year, yeah. yeah. And then you have to get back to Uh the 85. I haven't seen anything in basketball. You would think they have to have a little bit more flexibility. They're bringing in their signing guys already. Yeah. I mean, are you going to be squeezing out the freshman class or running guys off? And and, and as we see so much in college athletics, oh, he'll find a spot. Not necessarily. Right. Because all these teams, they got extra guys that are coming back that they didn't anticipate. You're bringing in your freshman class. And for the guy that you thought, yeah, he'll find a home, hasn't been the case. And we've seen quite a few of those stories that have come out. What is the uh, line on Oklahoma State, Iowa State? It was 11.5 last night. Uh, Let's see where we are right now. We're at 11 currently. You know, I'd be tempted to grab the 11. You would. I would. You think we're going to get an effort out of the clones today? I think so. Just the fact that, you know, the three of them are back again. Cunningham kind of balances those out. But Solomon Young brings a lot to the floor. And and Coleman Mm -hmm. lands when he's making his shots. Um, Again, the second, third, and fourth leading scorers did not play in that game. And they were coming off that long layoff. Uh, they could. How many? How many scholarship guys were on the floor that night? Was there six? Yeah, it was. It was, like, it was the minimum, yeah. whatever the minimum yep. is, in order to uh, to play a game. That's what Iowa State had. This is going to be though their fourth game in seven days. Mm-hmm. This is going and to. And they be... do catch a break because the Texas game was postponed. You <laughs> see did. that? Yeah. What's up with that? Uh weather was a component because right. of the bad weather that they're anticipating getting in Oklahoma. But didn't they reschedule Texas to play our, our Texas to play Oklahoma on oh, Wednesday? Oklahoma. Yeah, 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 they they moved that game from Thursday to Wednesday I don't know. There was all kinds of gerrymandering it felt like they were mm-hmm. doing with the schedule here. Speaking of schedules, as we wait for for Iowa State, is the Kansas State game going to get rescheduled? Still nothing, right? No, that I've not seen. that I've seen. That Iowa-Nebraska game, and it makes perfect sense. Iowa has the week off. Right, it's a week from tomorrow night, Trent. What's more important for this Iowa team? Actually getting a week off or getting a win or, God forbid, an awful loss to Nebraska. I think the rest is more important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
it depends. Um, are we at the point where we think that Michigan's going to get all of their games, where everybody else is going to get the full complement of, of conference? They're not. I don't think they are either. No. I, I think best case scenario is probably 18, 18 for Michigan. Yeah. And even that might be so a So if that's the case, then yeah, I, I agree with you. One win against mm-hmm. Nebraska is not worth what you could have with a full mm-hmm. week off. And what Nebraska's you're come out of the, of the shutdown, yeah. and they've actually got a pulse. Yeah, played well against Illinois, really got well. the victory Until against the Penn end. State. And the final shot, boy, Hoiberg, I thought he was going to snap. Did you see him? Well, he ripped off his mask. He, he threw it on the ground. He was <laughs> pissed. I mean, I don't... Good to see a little fire. I, yeah, but have Fred. you seen that from him? In the, I mean, I'm sure he's blown a gasket before, but that one was... Um, About as demonstrative yes. as you'll see Fred Hoiberg. What an awful, awful final shot. They had a chance, but then too much to Somo. Mm-hmm. Gary Rima coming up. If you're a fan of the Panthers basketball and football, why? Look, I, Trent, I am so into this on Friday night. I really am. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad that you are. It's easy to get in a little U and I football, North Dakota State. I remember right. going to so many games in the dome growing yeah. up, and yeah, a little excitement's always been there for this. But they get overshadowed during college football they do. season. There's. There's just too much other uh-huh. stuff going well, Iowa on. Iowa and Iowa State, the two biggest needle movers. When they're really good and they play in North Dakota State, okay, mm-hmm. that's the week. Right. But a good matchup against normally a really good South Dakota State team, even in the middle of October, yeah, it'll be a cursory glance. And maybe. that's the best that we can get. Right, it. maybe. Now, are we on to something here? As far as what? As far as it's going to be a success? For FCS football. It's not crazy to think. Where... You can still play those buy games in the fall mm-hmm. and say you can play a maximum of three games in the fall. And then you shelve it until... And this, then you this, play your conference please. schedule now through April and then the playoffs after that. Here's the key to it. Can they find a television partner? Right. If they can find a television partner, I think the answer is absolutely yes. And we'll see what these numbers are when I'm, these games are out there. Well, and speaking of numbers, is Vegas, air quote, uh, will we have a point spread? A not offshore point spread, right? Will DraftKings or William Hill or Bet Rivers or any of the elite sportsbook anybody in the market post a number for that? Because they normally don't, because there's just too many other games you're paying attention to. Well, we talked about a couple of weeks ago that William Hill had placed a Iowa wrestling line out there. That's good work out of the local front. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess the guys working in Vegas probably. Hey, let's get a college wrestling line. That's probably something that came here from the local level. Same thing there. Make those phone calls to your head operators, wherever they are, Jersey, as there's mm-hmm. a few of them, Chicago or Vegas, and say, we got a demand here. Yes. And especially in this area with Dakotas, with what we have with Western Illinois and Missouri State, this would be the time to at least, now, are you going to have limits of 10000 a game? No. No. But low limits. Right. People get involved. Yeah, why not? Right. Uh, this brings more eyeballs to it. Gary Rima will join us next. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword bank to 200, 200. Right now, it's your chance at $1,000. Bank to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. The voice of you and I, next Miller in Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. Iowa.org. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back to Moines 
Sports Station, 1460 KX and 0106.3 on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Shelby Mask, BracketWag.com coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. Right now, he's the voice of UNI. He'll be pulling to sport duty, and I guarantee he's glad to do so. Uh, He's Gary Ryman, the voice of the UNI Panthers. Basketball season going on, football season. Usually they collide uh, briefly in November, Gary, but uh, this is entirely different, and I, for one, am all in on football on Friday night. Long time, Gary Rima. How you been? Hey, first of all, great to be on with you boys again. Man, it it has been a while. You, I think it was almost like a year ago. <laughs> it has been. You and I sports. And yeah. yeah, it kind of feels like, you know, you're that, that old girlfriend I had in high school that all of a sudden for like 10 months, she never came around. I, I finally <laughs> figured out she didn't like me anymore, but I I, I think you guys still like me. No, we're in. It's funny you mentioned that. Trent and I look back on the air here just at the beginning of the show. When was the last time we talked to Gary? Uh, we figured it out. Anyways, Gary, yeah. I, look, All I'm in. into All this. Time. I think that um, maybe – here's Trent's scenario. Let me run it by. I think he's come up with something. You know, play a couple of games in, in the fall, a couple of bye games, and then shut it down. And then I know it's a stop-start, stop-start type of thing, but maybe this is a spot on the calendar, Gary, that the – FCS games get the recognition they deserve because, as you know, there's so much competition in the fall. Um, on the surface, does that make sense logistically? Could that be done if they wanted to? You know what? It, it could be. I, I, I would not be in favor of it, but for this season, for what's going on, you know, through this whole pandemic and stuff and with the FBS playing in the fall and, and getting their championship in, I, I think it's good for the FCS this spring the spotlights on them if you like football whether you're an fcs fan or not whether you follow you and i football or not it doesn't matter you're going to watch football you're going to you're going to get locked in and that casual fcs fan or panther fan or fan of the fcs playoffs they're going to get hooked and and enjoy it and watch it i just to me football is in the fall yeah. it's just it's just what you grew up with you your high school football season was in the fall your college football your pro so i i i would not be in favor of this being the new normal but i think for this season i think it's a good thing i think there's going to be a lot of eyes mm-hmm. on fcs football you know what a level it is but because the draft is coming up still in April, there's going to be guys that have already opted out and guys, I'm going to guess, throughout the course of the season also that might make that decision. You'll get a couple of games on tape and walk away. What about the Panthers roster? What does the roster look like? How different is it than maybe when we were looking at it back during the summertime? And uh, I know there's some grad transfers on there. As a whole, give us an overview of you and I's roster going into the season. We, we lost five really good players, mm. either to the NFL draft, or would they made the jump to FBS football because they wanted to play in the fall, TC, or we even just recently lost one to the Iowa Hawkeyes um, who won't play for us this spring. We lost Ellerson Smith, our best defensive end. He played in the Reese's Senior Bowl and is preparing for the NFL. Spencer Brown, our best offensive lineman, did the same thing. Two big losses, one on each side of the football. Briley Moore, our best tight end, transferred to Kansas State, played there. And now Chris Kalerovic, uh, one of our top linebackers, is transferred to Nebraska. Xavier Williams, our best defensive back, transferred to Iowa. Mm-hmm. So those five guys are gone. And those are, those are tremendous. If we had those five players in the fall and healthy across the board, this, this team potentially was, an, I think, an FCS national championship team. This team was loaded. But with that being said, uh, 
Kyle Fortenberry, a, a graduate transfer senior tight end that played at Western Kentucky, who played for Ryan Mahaffey a couple of years ago when Mahaffey was at Western Kentucky. He's transferred in. He looks really good. Two good transfers from Kansas have shored up the running back and wide receiver position where Dom Williams, a senior uh, out of Texas who played at Kansas, is our starting running back. Quan Hampton, a junior wide receiver that transferred from Kansas, looks really good. He's going to be one of the, the starting wide receivers. And, you know, the key guy back is Will McElvain mm-hmm. at quarterback. I, I just I think he's going to have a great sophomore year. The kid from Des Moines, Lincoln High School. Isaiah Weston is healthy. He'll be our, our prime target wide receiver. A little nervous about the offensive line, to be honest with you. Two of our starters, Mason Nyson and Nick Ellis, will not play in week one. Not sure we'll see Nick all spring. Nyson, uh, they say a question mark. I think he'll miss the first couple games. And then we lost Spencer Brown to the NFL draft. And then, and then Jackson Scott Brown, a, a really good offensive lineman, graduated and did not get drafted in, in the draft last last April. but um, So we got just one starter back in the offensive line that for this game on, on Friday night in Trevor Penning. The other guys that will start have seen some action, but we'll have to see how that group comes together. I think defensively we'll be fine. I, you know, you, Year in and year out, our defense is pretty good. Bryce Flater and Spencer Kuvalier, really good at linebackers. Our defensive line is deep, guys. We're, Bryce Pop is the, the line coach. You know that group's going to be good with, with Caden Hotelling and Bronte Wells and Christian Boyd. I mean, Tim Butcher is back. So is Jared Brinkman. That, that part of the team should be really, really good, I think, right out of the gate. So our kicker's back, Matthew Cook. He's so good. Peter Falls, he was really yeah. good. Uh, so, I, you know, I, it, it, this team, even though we lost some key parts and some really, really good players, I, I still think this team – is going to have a pretty good season. Yeah, I remember the triple overtime game against Iowa State was McLevane's, I believe, first start, right? And he was unbelievable. But it's Matthew Cook, the kicker, that stuck with me. He had a couple of 50-yarders. He's kicking the ball into the end zone, and there's no return touchback. So that's good, Gary, that, that he's coming back. So uh, just the the league, uh, South Dakota State, we, we know they're going to be good. You guys split with them. You beat them in the playoffs, knocked them out of the playoffs. I'm sure that they'll remember that. And then, of course, the Bison or the Bison and are the Bison once again the team to beat in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, until somebody knocks them off, they're still the best FCS team in the country. Yeah, they lost. They lost their excellent quarterback. That's you know he's preparing for the NFL draft. It looks like Joe Lanning will be their starting quarterback. But that they just reload. I mean, they they got a great program going there, and um, I, I love it that we get them at our house, guys. And it's it's week eight. It's the last game of the regular season. If things go the way you'd like to see them go, that could be a monster game uh, on April 10th in the Unidome. It's, you know, maybe by then they'll let, you know, eight or mm-hmm. 9,000, maybe 50% capacity in the dome. That, that, uh, that could be a lot of fun. And, you know, the, the, with the new playoff system with only 16 teams getting in instead of 24, you're going to have to finish at or near the top of the Missouri Valley Football Conference standings to get in uh, with an at-large berth if you don't get the automatic. There's only going to probably be two for sure. Maybe you get three, but uh, with the with the few at-large berths that, that you're going to have with a 16-team field, you're going to have to win a lot of football games in the eight that you get to play. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm like you guys. I'm just excited that we're going to get football. I just, uh, 
you know, it's a little weird. It's it's a little <laughs> strange, you know, going from basketball into the start of a football season. But but I, I can't wait till Friday night and and uh, get a chance to to call Panther football. Well, you of course have Panther basketball coming up again tomorrow as Drake comes to town. Saw them a week ago in that midweek game. Bulldogs pulled away late in the second half for the twenty one point victory. It's a rough season for you and I. The injury to AJ Green, a big part of it. What do you see though out of the development, out of the young guys, and and hope for the future with the Panthers? Well, the the future is as bright, guys. I think is I, I think it's you should be as optimistic as you were going into the start of this season, right. and then maybe ratchet it up just a notch or two because you know you, you weren't you weren't sure how was Bowen Bourne going to you know transition mm-hmm. from high school basketball to to Division One. I, I, I felt he'd be fine. I thought he'd be good. No problem, but you just never know. I mean, how that's going to happen. Same with Nate Heisey, the the true freshman. Out I like of him, Gary. Minnesota. He's he's a player. Yeah. I mean, and he is a much better shooter than he has shown us this year. Ken, he can. I've watched him. He can just absolutely fill it up. But he's you know he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to. But when you put AJ Green back in the mix with this group and bring the majority of this team back, whether those seniors come back or not, with Austin Fife. You know, he'll still just be considered a junior next year. Does Trey Burhau come back? But you put him in the mix with Heisey and Bourne and Noah Carter and uh, Cole Henry's getting a little better every game. I really like Titan Anderson, uh, the kid from North Scott. I that, I think he's going to be a, a kind of a diamond in the rough guy. I, I, and, you know, another guy, we, we talk a lot about A.J. Green, and that was just a, a huge blow to this team. There's no doubt about it. We miss him like crazy. And, you know, you take the best player off any team in right. the country or the best the best guy in your league off the team and, and see how that team does. I mean, I think Iowa struggles without Garz and Loyola struggles without Cam Crutwig if they lost him, and that's what's happened to us. But the other thing that hurt us, guys, that doesn't get talk, talked a lot about is that when A.J. Green got hurt and was done for the year, Antoine Kimmons, our backup point guard, who can really break down defenses, really good defender. When he decided he needed to leave the team, take a leave of absence, and go back to Minneapolis um, and miss the season, that that was a, like a double whammy. If, if we still had Antoine, our depth at that point guard spot would have been a little better. I think Bowen could have played the two a little bit more, taken some pressure off him. So uh, I, I think with losing both of those guys, basically at the same time, that was – that that really hurt this team, and it took this team a while to to rebound from that. And you know, maybe we totally haven't, but it's it, it, you know, it's just such a such a blow to lose those two guys basically at the same time. No doubt. Well, it's good to know that Burhau and Pickford at least are are uh, um, rolling that around in their mind that they might come back. I saw that DeVries uh, this weekend. He mentioned that he thinks that all the guys, all their seniors, are going to take advantage of that extra year uh, and come back. So, Gary, what I did find is a positive. I watched the game on, on Saturday against Valpo, uh, and, and look, Valpo took it to him. But you know what? The next day, uh, they, they, um, you know, they showed their pride a little bit here and they came back yep. and they took it to Valpo uh, the same way that the, the the day before didn't go against them so that was good to see Gary yeah a- absolutely and you know we this team has shown flashes without AJ and without Antoine uh, I, you know I thought when we came back and beat Indiana State at our place I think Indiana State's got a nice ball club Greg Lansing does a really nice job with that team guys and and you know they they got us in game one and then we came back and dug a hole in game two and did a great job 
coming back and beating Indiana State. I, I thought earlier in the season in conference play when we beat Missouri State, that was a good win. And when you look at the conference standings, those two teams are up in that upper half, and you know they're they're pretty good ball clubs. So even though our rosters, you know, been been hurt with the loss of Green and and Kimmins, this team still has some fight in it. The biggest thing we've struggled with, guys, we haven't been able to put together a couple of good games back to back. We haven't put together that three, four game winning streak. And, you know, and some of it is because we're, you know, it's all in conference play and all these teams are, are, are pretty decent. But, um, that, that's the only thing that concerns me is, you know, do, can you get to St. Louis and feel like, well, we could, we could make a run. We could win a couple in a row and be in the finals if we climb out of that, those Thursday games before the season's over. Or could we be like Belpo was a year ago and play on Thursday and, win three and make it to the finals. We just haven't seen that yet out of this team. And, I'm, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I thought, like you said, Ken, we played really well in game two against Belpo. Does that carry over to, to uh, tomorrow night against Drake? Or do we struggle and then we play good in the first game against Illinois State and then struggle in game two? We just, we just haven't strung it together where you're like, wow, you know, we're, we're on a roll now. We've won three in a row and we're really looking good. So we, we, we've all been kind of waiting for that time in the season and, Frankly, we're running out of time. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Gary, great to catch up with you. We'll do so again. Uh, we're going to pay close attention to this football season uh, that's unlike any other that starts on Friday night. Uh, I know you're a radio guy, but Trent uh, let us know that uh, four of the home games are going to be televised here locally in the state. Fingers crossed that comes to fruition. Uh, great to see football. Good to see the kids getting their you know, their payoff, if you will. Uh, trained all the time, only to have it taken away from them, but uh, at least they'll get it in some form uh, coming up here starting on Friday night. Gary Ryman, good to catch up with you, Gary. We'll be in touch. Thanks, pal. Hey, Ken, TC, great great talking with you and uh, looking forward to some, some Panther football, too. Give me a call anytime. We will do. Thank you, Gary. Good to talk to you. Gary Ryman, the voice of the UNI Panthers. Good stuff out of Gary. I'm in. Friday night. Friday night, 7 bell. What did you say, CW, and didn't you find it somewhere else? Yeah, KCWI and uh, NBC, NBC Sports Chicago, I believe it was, yes. So 665. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, we will uh, come back. We'll talk to our bracketologist. He shall be masked. Bracketwag.com. Miller and Condon till noon. It's 1460 KXNO and 106. Additional fees may apply. For 40 years, Amanda the Panda, a program of every step grief and loss services, has offered Iowa's most comprehensive and ongoing grief support services for children, teens, adults, and families struggling with the death of a loved one. From Amanda the Panda's grief and loss camp to support groups to its Cheerbox program, the local nonprofit program is here to help families find hope and healing. For more information on Amanda the Panda programs, visit everystep.org slash grief and loss or call 515-223-HUGS. Yesterday. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial as we take you up until uh, noon. Working on Shelby Master, bracketologist. Hopefully we'll track him down. If not, we will try and reschedule him for tomorrow. Uh, anxious to see how his top four or any other top four with uh, matched up against the uh, top four seeds that the selection committee uh, put out there on, uh, when did they do it, on Saturday morning? 
Iowa a four, but closer to the three line than any of the other fours. Did you see it? Did you have a problem with what came out? Did anything surprise you? Uh, not really. I, I think maybe the biggest threat, Oklahoma, wasn't involved. Now, that was going into the day's games, and that mm-hmm. went against West Virginia. I think double OT. Yeah, moved them forward in a big way, and they certainly would be in your top 60 now, and maybe as high as a three seed. Yeah, I, would, I don't think that's crazy, Trent. They're one of those teams... You know, if you're looking for a... Because you're going to get odds on anybody not named Gonzaga or Baylor. Right. Um, if you're looking for a, a, a double-digit odds just to take a flyer on, and now that we can here in Iowa, mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma's not a crazy one. Not a wild one. Illinois. Uh, you know plays this weekend that's appointment television? Michigan and Ohio State play this weekend. That'll be good. That will be really good. Because they're third and fourth. They're three, four, are they not? In the AP that came out this Mm -hmm. weekend, Uh, that's appointment TV uh, for those two schools. A couple of guys that are doing really good coaching jobs. Chris Holtman, Mm -hmm. you look at the sum of the parts that he's put together now. Is he coach of the year in the conference? Oh, yeah. Right Even even if Howard comes out of this COVID break and and doesn't miss a beat? going, yeah. For right now, I'd give it to Holtman. Just there isn't enough data for me still with Michigan. Yeah, what I saw with my own two eyes against Wisconsin, Trent, and especially in the final twenty minutes. What's wrong with this Wisconsin team, though? Because something is off. Now we know they'll come out Thursday and they'll yeah. kill Iowa. But that aside, <laughs> this team—they are their average start. Their lineup mm-hmm. is st- older than the Chicago Bulls. This I, is an old. I saw that. That's nuts. Experienced mm-hmm. veteran team. Reavers is regressed. Davison, outside of being that's punk, the, that that's you, you hit the nail on the head. It's Reavers that's, yeah. that's got more than I anything. Think. Yep, because I thought when Potter became eligible, former mm-hmm. Buckeye himself, mm-hmm. was that second semester last year? I think is when he got yeah, eligible. That seems right. And the first few games, it took a little while, and then they hit their stride. And by the end of last season, the regular season, they were playing at such a high level. Now you bring those guys back, mm-hmm. but. It hasn't clicked this year. Well, look, they got parts. That Trice is a nice player. He's a really good player. He's, he's a good player. I haven't been on them all year. I, I thought that they were not a fraud, mm-hmm. uh, but I was never as high on them as some, even though even when they were up at the top uh, of, of the league or close to the top of the league. I thought that you know if you had to remove one, I wasn't going to take Illinois out. I wasn't going to take the Hawks out. Ohio State has surprised me, admittedly. They're a t- there are some of their parts. Yes. Ohio State is a some of their parts. They're they're a fun team to watch. But I really like Michigan. And in fact I'm going to uh I'm gonna take a stab at Michigan uh on uh, on the weekend over Ohio State. Oh, that's you're gonna go that yeah. route. Uh looking at those futures that I mentioned at the top of the show today, it was I misread it. So it just it was listed at DraftKings under Selection Sunday. And I didn't click on it, I just thought to make the big dance, that's what it was. No, it is to be the number one seed. They have oh, odds okay. on that. So Baylor and Gonzaga, as you'd imagine, uh-huh. just huge numbers. Got to lay 10,000. Minus 10,000. Lay 10,000. To get 100 on those. Yeah, not so much. Even Michigan, minus 250. Probably not a price you're going to play for nope. Michigan to be a number nope. one. Too much could go wrong. Uh, what's Illinois? Illinois is plus 450 okay. to get a number one seed. Uh, what, uh, who, not Virginia. Virginia's a fraud. Um, what about Alabama? Because weren't they a one for for a, like a week? They were. They are the fourth betting choice right now. Are they really at even money? Because the rest of the SEC. All right, so let's find a price. Now this is to get to number one seed. I, I don't think there's yeah, a whole lot of teams. You, you, there. you can't go too far down, right? Right. So how about just to win it all or to make the final four? What would you rather do? Um, 
As far as bet, betting wise, yes, because I got both here to make the final four. Well, I've odds. got Gonzaga at six or six to one, and now you can get them only at three to one. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good ticket that you mm-hmm. have your hands on. Um, to take final the f- four because I think there's more you, that brings more teams into it mm-hmm. and gives you obviously a better chance of cashing a ticket. So, 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 what are you trying to do? You're trying to find a double digit team to make a final four. I would think so. So you What's get Florida State. Florida State to make the final four is just three to one. Jesus, and that these are the prices you're talking about. Iowa is plus three fifty. Texas is even two to one. Mm. Villanova two to one. These prices just to make the final four mm-hmm. just aren't good enough. Mm-mm. I think you would be better. Where where's your USC? They got to be a short price too. Let's find the Trojans. USC I'm still six. Scrolling. Oh, I must. I had to miss them because I was getting into some garbage teams there. Where is USC? Plus 650. Yeah. Uh, same as UCLA. So I would rather bet on one of those teams to win the national championship and then hedge. And I think you can make a better profit than the, say, plus 650. Yeah, I know we're trying to trick this up, trying to think, yeah. trying to outthink because we're, we're, we're headed. And then ultimately, we're, we're headed for Baylor and Gonzaga. Yeah. And you know what? If we are, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. They've been the two best teams in college basketball all season long. They were scheduled to play each other in December when COVID wiped that off the slate. Now as we look at it, I'm kind of glad that it did because if we get to see that for the first time and do so on the final Monday of the regular season, the first Monday in April, I'm good with that. Florida State to win the national title is 20 to 1. Illinois, 20 to 1. Alabama, 20 to 1. See, now we're talking about some good prices. Now, yes. Again, win it all, and if you just don't feel great about it, but they do get to the Final Four, you can buy off it, mm-hmm. and you can make yourself a profit. Wisconsin, 20-1. to 1, yeah, Virginia, 25. No <laughs> uh, real deep. There's USC at 30-1. to 1. Loyola, 40-1. to 1. The funny thing is, Drake, they're not listed. And they're not listed because before the season, they were part of the, the field. field. Yeah. And you can't now take them out of the field for the people that had a field bet. I don't know how many people that is in general. You know, make a bet on the field. Dozens of people, maybe, but you just can't do it, right? As a bookmaker, you can't say, "Oh, yeah, that the best team out of the group, we're going to take them out, and now yeah, we're going to have when, when separate you're, bet." You know what? You you can when it's pair mutual because okay. you're betting against each other. Uh-huh. I think you probably. I think you probably. Um, yeah, that's the right reason. Anyways, so our number two, uh, we're going to get into some baseball, and uh, we'll soon be talking about baseball lots to win the yes. uh, to, to win it all. Look at, uh, have you seen some of the win totals have come out? I haven't dug too deep into them. Well, I saw something I don't ever recall seeing before, and that's the team's win total in triple digits. Dodgers, yes. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Some of the great Yankee teams. Mid, upper 90s, 96, 97. That's as high, though. I can't remember. I think 97 might be the highest I remember off the top of my well, head. Well, and, and uh, the Dodgers are, uh, I think, a buck one, something like that. And I'd still take the over. Would you even know the Padres with the moves they've made? But that's 19 games. Look no, at the rest of the division. No, the rest of the division, you're 100% right. But the Padres have a pulse. They do. But even if they... And they have a pitching staff, more importantly. So if the Padres take 11 of of the 19 or 18, okay, 
they're still going to play 700 yeah. baseball against everybody else. Right, so you still take the over? Yeah. Look, you Darvish and Blake Snell, that's two massive additions. Yes. Two massive additions to that uh, to that rotation. It's going to be, uh, you know, there's going, there's going to be a period where I think we're going to have to reacquaint ourselves with the East and with the West because all we saw last year was the division playing each other. Um, oh, I, I'm, I'm when it got it. to the playoffs, how many times did we say, I, I don't Didn't know these play teams. this year. Right. Never watched them play. Uh, we'll do that this year. Anyways, baseball conversation. Let's warm it up. A little MLB to start hour number two, and then our friend Zubin Mahente will go around the world of sports with Zubin. Miller and Condon till noon. It's 1460 and 106.3 FM.